Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's good, everybody? Welcome into the Early Edge NFL Prop Spectacular. We do it every single Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time right here on our YouTube channel. If you are not a subscriber yet, please do that for me. Hit that subscribe button. Turn on those notifications so you know every single time we drop any content into your feed. And speaking of content, right now in this feed, our NFL Week 18, the most dangerous week of the year to bet. And it's not close mega preview in your feed right now with RJ white and M squared, but this show it's all about props. So go ahead, hit that like button for me. Let's pound it. Every single person watching do that for me and let's bring in the stars of the show. And you know, I only have two guys that are my regulars first and foremost. Oh, uncle Dave, Richard, courtesy of fantasy football today, CBS sports line. What's good, man. Coach, I am fired up because week 18 in the fantasy football world is kind of like a desert. There's not a lot of people that are clamoring for fantasy advice. I still put in the week or the work this week to make sure that everybody who is still playing in their fantasy leagues has something to look at, has some starts and recommendations. But I was able to focus on the player props, and I'm going to be able to do that all throughout the playoffs now. I'm not a fantasy guy. That hat's off. It's player prop guy now, baby. I love it. I love it. And I'll tell you what. I found the player props easy to find this week. A full 180 from what we saw last week. Yeah, it was certainly a struggle. No doubt about it. COVID was running rampant. It still is, but it feels like the teams have started to figure it out. By the way, what kind of a league in fantasy football plays their championship on week 18? Come there on. Nice. There are two kinds. There's What's the or the championship is week 17 and 18. Okay. Yusuf, so a two week for the championship. And I'm okay with that. Okay. But then there's also the type of league that has their championship in week 18. Those are called bad leagues. <laughs> Very <laughs> technical. <laughs> that, that technical term, bad. Now, this man is far from bad. He is the GOAT. We call him Prop Stars. You can call him Alex. Good afternoon, sir. Coach, what's good? Dave, nice to see you. I want to apologize to everybody. My voice is going to be a bit hoarse, but I am feeling okay. I'm super pumped about week 18. I'm ready to rock and roll. Okay. Full disclosure. D- the voice hoarse. Well, Dave, full disclosure, he was very worried about his voice today. And I told him, 
people are not going to care about the voice. They care about your picks, baby. Am I right, Dave? Am I right? Of course, of course. Miles <laughs> is the master of this. The master. All right, let's jump right in. If you are brand new to this show, yes, we get silly. Yes, we have fun, but we are deadly serious when it comes to props. If you have a prop that you like and you like the number, go ahead and throw it in the chat for me. Leave the juice, and we will try to get to as many props that you are interested in at home as we possibly can. Let's not forget, two weeks ago, right here on this show, my guys were, what, was it 12, 11-0, 12-0, 12-0? Last week was kind of here and there. It wasn't a horrible week, but we have been really, really good. And we want to finish the regular season because we're going to be here for the playoffs. Don't even worry about it. We'll be here all the way through the playoffs. Props are huge. Boys, I can't wait for Super Bowl Sunday, too, by the way. Can you imagine that show? Super Bowl prop show with us? Oh, my goodness. You know C is going to want to be a part of it. C is going to try to hone in. He's going to... We'll be nice to him. We'll let him join us. We'll let him join us. All right, let's let's get into our boards for the day. And here's how we do it here. So whenever we get to a game that my guys have a play in, that's the game that we will drop into. Doesn't mean that we can't do a prop in another game if you have it, but we only go into the games that my guys have their best bets. So there are two games on Saturday this week, gentlemen. The Chiefs are on the road at the Broncos, and this number just keeps going up and up and up with all the different changes to the what we think the game script is going to be. 11 and a half is the number. The total is on 45, but we only care about props. And Alex, you found two in this game that you really, really love. The floor is yours. Yeah, not one but two, Coach. First one up is our guy. I'm a truther, a Javante Williams truther. It's Javante Williams over 12 and a half yards for the longest rush of the game, his longest rush of the game. I could not believe we are getting this number on Javante. Uh, He's eclipsed this 10 times this year. He played this same Chiefs team uh, five weeks ago. He combined for nearly 200 yards of offense when these teams last squared off. I was also very encouraged last week, handled 14 rushing attempts. If he gets 14 rushing attempts, in my opinion, versus Kansas City, there's a great chance that he has a 13-yard rush. Uh, The Broncos want to protect Drew Locke as much as possible. They want to lean on the ground game. We even saw that last week in a game that got smoked by the Chargers. Chiefs pass defense is also pretty good. Uh, One of the bigger reasons why they've had the turnaround they've had the rush d is a different story they've not been nearly as good they rank 19th in rushing dboa i think javante ends the season on a high note i think the broncos run the ball a ton even if they're trailing throughout the game so i love javante williams over 12 and a half rush uh, over 12 and a half yards for his longest rush my next prop from this game is daryl the mentor williams under 14 and a half <laughs> rushing attempts Uh, Yeah, this number just too high, in my opinion, for my guy, the mentor. Uh, He's only had 15 rushing attempts in two games this season. And one of those games was against the Jordan Love led Packers. Uh, The Chiefs in general don't really like giving their running backs a lot of rushing attempts. Uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire only went over this number one time in games he appeared this season. So combined, the Chiefs starting running backs have only had more than 15 attempts in three game. So this is an inflated number. Definitely worth taking the under. Derek Gore has also looked pretty good recently. Explosive and limited touches. Wouldn't surprise me if he got a little bit of extra run. I have the mentor projected for 11 carries, which is a nice edge as well. So I like Daryl Williams under 14 and a half rushing attempts. That is officially his new nickname moving forward here on the early edge. Whenever we talk about Daryl Williams, he is the mentor. By the way, Alex, it's good to see that the UPS man was able to find your home in parts unknown. 
for all your new sports line gear. Oh, nice, right? very, very nice. Uh, everybody keeps wondering, where is Parts Unknown? Well, I would say it if I knew. Uh, mm-hmm. We don't know where Alex is. We have no idea. No idea. We don't care as long as he shows up. As long as he shows up for work. <laughs> exactly. All right, let's get into our next game. Don't forget, if you have a prop that you like in one of the games we're talking about, go ahead and throw it into the chat, and we will get to as many as we possibly can. Now, the next game that we are concerned with, and this week, I thought it was a little remarkable that there are 13 games, not counting the Packers game, that have a direct effect on how the 14 playoff teams are going to look. I felt like that was a high number. Doesn't mean there are 13 games that you can play props in. That's a different story. But this is one of those games. Steelers, Ravens. Ravens are laying five. They've been a mess the last several weeks, and this will be, in all likelihood, Big Ben's last game. Total is 41. Dave, you like something in this game. What is it? First first of all, I don't know how Sia does this. Like you mentioned. <laughs> I know. I, I tried it one week. To Sia, and I'll tell you what, man. Sia, it drives me nuts. Yes. I tried it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I don't like it. I'm sorry, Sia. I like you. I love your picks. <laughs> can't do the top button. Top button's now. And I can't trust Ben Roethlisberger. The prop that I'm going with is Big Ben under 233 and a half passing yards at minus 115. He's been, uh, this number is insanely high. It should be under 200 yards. It, the, the, it should be like 195 and a half yards. He's done. Like, I'm glad he's retiring and he's making it very clear that he's retiring because he just can't throw it anymore. He's been under 200 yards each of the past three games. He threw it 46 times on Monday. 11 of those were off target. So even if we throw out those 11 off target throws, he averaged three and a half yards per attempt in the game. So you can imagine what the actual yards per attempt was. If you include those 11, it was ugly. And here's the cherry on top coach. Not only is he playing poorly, he's not throwing poorly, not challenging downfield as much as he used to. There's no Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson is his best wide receiver. It's his biggest yards getter overall. The second biggest yak guy on the Pittsburgh Steelers. So even plays where Roethlisberger might throw a ball that goes four yards in front of him, but the receiver takes 60 yards and makes it a big play, that probability goes down because there's no Deontay Johnson in the game. And I know there's this big hullabaloo about the Ravens and their pass defense is terrible, and it's true. Their pass defense is awful, but their pass rush is pretty good. And the Steelers' offensive line, not only is it bad to begin with, but they're promising center not playing on the COVID list. That means the pass rush is going to be more in Big Ben's face. It's going to be an ugly offensive output for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Big Ben won't sniff 230 yards. You know what was so funny last week is at one point in the game, Deontay Johnson, to back up your point, even with Deontay Johnson in the game, he had like six catches for 18 yards. It was crazy. I almost had to keep refreshing my phone because I was like, this can't be right. Uh, 12 of 18 for 28 yards. But that's what it was. That's I what feel it was. Terrible. I feel terrible for everybody in fantasy who had Deontay Johnson going into that game oh. needing what, 15 PPR points. I mean, I guess he got there because of the touchdown, but. But he was still, still, you know, mo- mo- most leagues, right? Am I right? Most leagues, you go by yards and not catches, right? No, no, no. A lot of leagues, so, you get point, a point for each catch. Okay. You get of a point for each yard receiving and you get six points for a touchdown. Okay. I've never really played fantasy. I've never been a fantasy guy, but, but I, oh, coach. I need to learn, but I've just never been a fantasy okay. guy. Maybe you can teach. maybe in the off season, you can teach me. By the way, speak. Speaking of feeling bad, I feel bad, Dave, because I overlooked a play that you have in the Chiefs game. So that's my fault. I'll allow you to give that to me. And again, my bad. The 
problem is that if I give this, I think I'm going to get the side eye from Alex because. We're oh, got- oh, now I'm interested. It now I'm interested to a type of down blank down. You know what that's going to be, but we'll get to that later. Okay. I think he's going to have a pretty good game. Do I think he's actually going to get 15 carries in the game? Honestly, I don't know if he can get that many, but I know he's going to get at least three catches. He might get even more than that. And he should get double digit carries and he should get you at least 86 total yards against the Denver Broncos. He's been over this number in four of his six starts. Denver's allowed a running back to add at least 99 total yards in three of its past four games. Their run defense was really uh, hollow last week. They're getting a couple of guys back. They'll be a little bit better against the run this week, but their offense is a total slop show. You know that they're going to turn the ball over with Drew Locke at quarterback. You know that's going to be a positive game script for the Chiefs, and you know that they're going to be able to run the ball. And yeah, Derek Gore is definitely going to be involved with some of that running, but I think Daryl Williams is going to be that main guy there. He played 80% of the snaps last week, Coach. He's going to be on the field plenty. He's been on the field at least 64% of the time. In four of his six starts, I think he comes away with potentially 100 yards in this game. I like the over here. Daryl Williams, 86 yards. He's going to get you that, and it's minus 110. You save a little bit on the juice. <laughs> there is no question that this week they're going to really tighten things up. That Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are going to say, we're only going to go to guys that we trust. They cannot afford to lose this game on Saturday. They no. can't. So... I believe that this is a great position that you found, and I'm all here for it. Well, let, let's put it this way, Coach. They could if they wanted to, but then you're just giving the Tennessee Titans the number one seed in the AFC on a silver platter, and I don't think they want to do that. I think they want to put as much pressure as they can on Tennessee to force them to go out and play and beat the Texans. I know that sounds like nothing. I, I might give them a game. I think the Chiefs are going to – do you know how many games in a row the Chiefs have beaten the Broncos? It's a lot. We we dominate them. We dominate them. The number is 12. It is 12 straight games. Patrick has never lost to them. He's no. never lost to them. No. And I and to to double down on your point. To double down on your point. I just completely lost my train of thought. I completely lost. Oh, oh, as far as as far as really tightening things up and going to guys that are they trust, they want the two seat. Why, why, why can we not make a big deal out of seeding? I've never understood that because being the three or four seed, because Tennessee is a team that can lose even as a number one seed. Absolutely. Right. right. Am I right? That two seed's very, right. very important. There is value in the two seed. If they yes. win the game, that's what they'll be at worst. Mm-hmm. That's why they need to win because Arrowhead, yeah. you're going to have a home game and then the potential of Tennessee losing. There's a right. lot of potential there. I love both of those picks, guys, from Daryl Williams. All right, I let's get in. Oh, hold on, coach. One yeah. last thing. I got to know if there's a showdown here. I don't know how Alex feels about my play on Daryl Williams. Uh, I'm game for a showdown. Cue the music, Uh, Jacob. Oh, Oh, baby. Now we're in it, but we got to set the parameters. We've got to set the parameters. Uncle Dave, I respect you so much for throwing that out there. But we've done this before. One of you on carries, the other one's on yards. So what do we do? I will actually fade the I will fade Dave's prop. I will fade the rushing and receiving okay. combo yards. Okay. Okay. We'll so straight across the board. There's no pushes this week. There's no pushes. There this will week. be a winner. There will be blood. Oh. Okay. So we're gonna do our normal bet amount, which we never make public. 
but it is real money. And then you guys sometimes do other stuff. You can work that out amongst yourselves. That that picture of you eating pizza, Dave, I never want to see that again. <laughs> I never want to see that again. So I still have one of those delicious pizzas left. Oh, so good. I'm oh, saving that. Alex. I'm probably oh, gonna Alex. Getting this player prop by eating the pizza that Alex had to buy from <laughs> the last that we had. <laughs> oh next level shade next level shade all right but i'm here for you. you know i love showdowns more than anything so here is the showdown bet alex is on under 85 and a half total yards for daryl williams and uncle dave is on the over boom let's do it all right let's get into our next game that we have plays in we're going to go to the colts and the jags now there is a storyline out there that seems a little obnoxious that seems like it could have happened, but this is a scenario gentlemen that in years past has happened. And that is Jacksonville beating the Colts in Jacksonville. Now Colts are favored by 15 on the road. We don't think it's going to happen, but it could the total sitting at 44. If the Colts lose then Sunday night, the Raiders and the chargers, essentially if they tie both get into the playoffs, do we think they're going to kneel down for three hours? No. no, but damn it. Wouldn't it be funny if they did? Wouldn't it be funny if they did? I'm just saying it could happen. It could happen. It won't, but it could. It's a fun, it's a fun little storyline, but we're concerned about props in this particular game. And Alex, I'm going to let you go first. What do you got? I never thought I'd be calling a Laquan Treadwell <laughs> prop over this season but here we are in week week 18 it is officially happening i'm going laquan treadwell over 39 and a half receiving yards very hard to even say that with a straight face but he has gone over in six straight games he's been the jags best offensive player he's functioning as a wide receiver one in a very nice game last week versus new england where he went six targets six catches 87 yards he accounted for nearly half of trevor lawrence's passing yards as well versus a very stingy Patriots defense. The Colts are also very good at defending the run. They rank ninth in EPA allowed per rush, fourth in run defense grade. The Jags are not going to be able to run the ball on the Colts. This is the path of least resistance is throwing the ball against their defense. Treadwell is running more routes, playing more snaps. He's functioning as the number one option in the Jacksonville passing game, if you'd even call it that. It may not be pretty. It may require garbage time, but I think he has a great shot of hitting 40 yards in this game. I'd play it up to probably 42 and a half yards. I don't have a ton of give with this one, but yeah, Laquan Treadwell over 39 and a half receiving yards. Dave coach. Is, is this a case of a line that's just too good to be true? It seems that way. He's crushed 50 yards in six straight games. And I, I it was like a month and a half ago. Don't ask me why I was doing this, but I was watching Jaguars film. <laughs> and he was separating like Marvin. I, I think I was watching it because I was trying to figure out what the hell was going on. Why would Trevor Lawrence feel better? The only guy that could separate was Laquan Treadwell. It's really true. And so we started to talk about him a little bit on fantasy football today, but he was never necessarily somebody that we liked as anything more than like a flex play and full PPR. But he seems to like, like clockwork, five or six catches, 50 to 70, 70 on a good 50 to 65 yards through the air. And so I see this prop at over 39 and a half yards. And I'm, I'm thinking of breaking out the shovel on this one. It's really incredible that it's that low. And Xavier Rhodes for the Colts, their top cover corner, not expected to play. 
So the matchup is good for Jacksonville. You figure that game script is going to favor the passing game, doing a lot of the heavy lifting for Jacksonville. This this should be this one might be over by halftime. Get it in right now. Apparently at D at DraftKings, real quick, Alex, it is already up to 41 and a half. How high would you play it to? Up to 42 and a half. Okay. Very, very good. I don't know what's five and a half. What'd you say? 45 and a half? Pump it. Anything. Pump it. Pump it. Three and a half. He's he should go over this. Indianapolis's pass defense isn't as good as its run defense. Okay. All right. Very good. I don't know what's more remarkable is the fact that we found a prop for a Jacksonville team to play, but we have two props from a Jacksonville game and we do Dave. What do you got? This one isn't with Jacksonville. It has to do with the rushing for the Indianapolis Colts, but it's an under it's under Carson Wentz, 12 and a half rushing yards. I actually love this under, (laughs) and I did some extensive research on this one because of Carson Wentz going under the number. I really wanted to make sure that I liked it. So I did a ton of work. It should be a game that Indianapolis leans on Jonathan Taylor. His player prop is 115 and a half rushing yards. It's expecting him to have a huge game. And I think he'll get it. I think the Colts are going to lean on him, be a little bit conservative overall on offense, maybe do a little bit of passing to try and get that ready to go for the playoffs. But ultimately, I think this is Jonathan Taylor taking over. But I also think there won't be a lot of pass rush pressure that might otherwise flush Carson Wentz out of the pocket. And that got me thinking about how many designed runs have been called for Carson Wentz. So on the season, he has 54 rush attempts for 198 yards of the 54 rush attempts and the 198 yards, 18 rush attempts and 128 of the yards have come on scrambles. These are design pass plays that turn into running plays because of pass rush pressure or because he rolls out of the pocket and there's room to run. The Jaguars have one of the worst pass rush pressure rates among the NFL teams over the last five weeks. So there shouldn't be a lot of pressure on Wentz. That means when he drops back to throw, it means he's going to throw. It means he's not going to run. Okay, so that takes care of 18 of his 54 carries. Of the remaining 36 carries, 12 of them were kneel downs. We will take kneel downs with this because that means he loses a yard on the kneel down. Of the remaining 24 carries that Carson Wentz has had this season, that wasn't a kneel down or wasn't a play that he got flushed out of the pocket, 11 of them were on third and fourth and one, meaning all he had to do was just dive forward. He didn't get any more than three yards on any of those plays. That means there were, at most, 13 designed runs called for Carson Wentz this season. That's obviously less than one carry per game. He's capable of getting 13 rush yards in a game, but I don't think the Colts need to force the issue with him, and I don't think the Jaguars are going to be able to move Carson Wentz. I think he might end up with negative rushing yards in the game, an easy under, way more than a double sprinkle. I would break out the shovel on Carson Wentz <laughs> under 20 rushing yards. <laughs> that was a very Prop Stars-esque take by you today. I was really, really impressed with all of those very detailed details, if that's a thing. Now, I told you I had extra time this week. Coach. Hey, man, I'm here for it. Uh, Dane in the chat says, I love when I can watch this show live because these props are off the number in minutes. We've been telling you the entire year that that's the case. I've got two of the best, if not the best prop guys in America at my disposal. And Cody in the very next chat says it jumped from 41 and a half to 44 and a half minus 125 for Tweadwell on Caesars. Hashtag, it pays to watch live. Speaking of live, the NFL on CBS. This weekend, it's where you need to be. 
It's a bittersweet week for me at CBS because you have a whole bunch of games at one. Then you have a whole bunch of games at 425. But yet it's the most difficult week of the year to bet. So on Sunday, we will be here for you in the morning at 10 a.m. Noon Eastern. And of course, 720 Eastern time, counting down to Sunday Night Football with early edge live into the evening. All right, gentlemen, let's get back to our board for the week. And we're going to another game that means a whole heck of a lot for the playoff race for the NFC West. 49ers on the road at the LA Rams, minus four and a half currently at Caesars. Total is 44 and a half. And Alex, you have one play from this game. What is it, sir? I had to take a quadruple take at this prop. It's Debo Samuel over 52 and a half receiving yards. I could not believe this actually opened at 47 and a half inexplicably. My opinion, this should have opened like around 63 and a half, but yeah, he's had at least 52 receiving yards in 12 of 15 games this season. Elijah Mitchell and Jeff Wilson, both of the San Francisco running backs are healthy. They're going to play when they play Debo is Debo is primarily used as a wide receiver he went five catches 97 yards against the St. Rams team back in week 10 Jimmy Garoppolo is also likely to suit up which really bodes well for Debo compared to Trey Lance in my opinion the Rams are also very stout against the run they rank 16 excuse me sixth in EPA allowed per rush first in run defense grade I feel San Francisco is going to have to air the ball out in this game very important game uh, to win game is also in a dome weather won't be a factor very important game you mentioned, Coach, for San Francisco. If they win, they're in the playoffs. So with the season on the line, I want a piece of the 49ers' best player at a discount with his quarterback back in the lineup. I absolutely love this Debo Samuel over 52 and a half receiving yards. I'd play this one probably up to maybe 57 and a half. That is crazy value on – I mean, he's a beast. I mean, this dude, I, 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 don't, I don't know how you stop him. I love this play and get it in right now. Gentlemen, I need to stop the show for a second because you know sometimes I got to handle some business, right? I got to handle some business. Bazooka Sharks in the chat says, man, jumping around on when you do and don't do props is annoying. Really? What happened to Twitter Spaces being the prop show? That was just last week? <sighs> We literally did this show every single Friday without fail at 2 p.m. Eastern every single time. And on every single show that we do, I, I'm not just this one, every show, I say subscribe to our YouTube channel, turn on your notifications, so every time a show starts, you get notified. We've done Twitter spaces once this season. Once, under no circumstances, would that ever be our official prop show unless we tell you that. So don't tell me that you're annoyed because now I'm annoyed. We do everything in our power to deliver this to you. My guys work their asses off. And then you say you're annoyed. I'm annoyed. That was just fun. That was just fun. Yes. I also want to point out, Coach, that we only pivoted to Twitter spaces last week. We also still did this show as well because we had the viewers' best interest at hand. There were not enough props out where we felt comfortable in giving you our picks last Friday. So 
if you watched the show last Friday, we informed everybody that we would be pivoting to Twitter spaces Sunday morning. Sportsline is so kind to have the viewers' best interest at hand, allowing us that flexibility. So if anything, you should be happy that they they kind of give us Thank that you. ability to be flexible. Uh, I, I am so happy to be in this position where I can, you know, talk to coach, talk to Jacob and explain to them, um, you know, what I think and make a decision that is best for everybody. So that should be something you should be proud of and celebrating, in my opinion. Thank you. And now he says, well, I can't watch every show. I don't know that. Again, that's why I say it on every single show. So whatever show you watch, I'm telling you where we have it at. But this show has been in the same position every week. I'm sorry I'm getting hot today. But when you write something like that, we work our tails off for this brand. And then to tell me, oh, we're not doing something for you. We do everything for you. Everything for you. Dave, you want to circle back on the showdown bet real quick? We, we want to do that now or you want to say that for like, I had an idea on what to do in addition to the. Oh, OK, we'll wait till the end and then we'll do it on the recap. All right. Thank you very much. All right. I apologize for that outburst. Sometimes you got to handle the business. I don't think all you right. For it. Oh, thank you, Dave. appreciate that. Uh, all right. Let's move on to the next game that is on our board. And we're going all the way, all the way to Sunday night football, I believe. Are we? No, we're going to. Where, where are we at here? Where are we at here? I missed a couple along the way. What did I do? Okay. See, see what happens when I go off on somebody? I lose. I lose track of what I'm doing. Uh, what are we doing next here? Um, we're going to go to the Titans and the Texans. That's our next game on the board. And Dave, you have not one, but two plays in this very, very important game for the Titans. If they win, they are the number one seed. Talk to me. And I think because they're going to be focused on winning the game and being the number one seed, they're going to do what they always do, and that's run the football. So this is an easy one for me. Deontay Foreman over 69 and a half rush yards at a nice minus 115. Texans have a laughably bad run defense. 93 missed tackles on rushes this year. That's second worst in football. 4.9 yards per carry allowed to running backs. That's the worst in football. Houston has allowed at least 75 rush yards to a running back in three of their past four games the Chargers that dumb game the Chargers had a couple weeks back where they got blown out by the Texans it's the only time in the last month that the Texans held a running back to under 75 rush yards Foreman has led the Titans in carries in five straight games he's their Derrick Henry clone the only way that I would step back from this prop is if Derrick Henry is active for the game and they say that Derrick Henry is going to play we know he's been practicing. We know he's coming off the IR. I think the idea behind that is so that he's ready to go for the playoffs. If he's not active for this game, it's going to be Deontay Foreman leading the way. He should easily be able to get 80 rush yards, if not 100 rush yards, against this terrible Texans defense. Oh, I love that a lot. Alex, go. Also, a little revenge uh, game narrative built into this play as well. Uh, Dante Foreman spent the majority of his career as a member of the Houston Texans, so I bet he will be very excited to face off against his old teammates. He was drafted no. Texans, I believe. That's a lot of motivation. A lot of motivation. By the way, Days Five Two Two says, "Hey, Bazooka Sharks, thanks for robbing me of two minutes of my life." Ha ha. See, we can all laugh about it when we're all said and done. Uh, was that only a two minute rant? Felt more like four or five. All right. Only two. All right. Let's get into our final picks of the, the and I, from the game coach. I, I, see, we, we get so excited chopping it up. I thought you were done because Alex, my bad. Yes. Give me the second prop. I feel like I'm robbing you today, Dave, on a week when you did so much work for us. And I feel bad about that. I do. You feel real bad. 
No, no, not that bad. Just a little bit. Uh, I mean, you can always send me some money if you want, if you feel that. <laughs> Maybe the showdown. Who knows? <laughs> Brandon Cooks over 64 and a half receiving yards at minus 115. This one also looks like a slam dunk to me. He's been over this in three straight games and in eight games all year. Those past three games are particularly noteworthy, guys. Those are all with Davis Mills in as his quarterback. It's the second run of Mills as the starter for Houston. You remember earlier this year when he was the starter, he sucked. He's come back since then. He's been playing pretty well. He looks good. He actually looks like a serviceable NFL quarterback. And Brandon Cooks has helped make him look like that. I expect the Texans to trail in this game. Big shockeroo when they played in week 11. Terod was the quarterback for Houston. He stunk. Cook's numbers stunk because of it. I think he's going to continue to be the top target getter for Houston and should be able to rack up anywhere in the neighborhood of 75 to 100 yards. Getting him at over 64 and a half yards seems like a steal. I'm still a little bitter, I'll be honest, at the Texans last week. In the final five minutes, they were set to cover. And they couldn't get one first down, went for it twice, and gave the 49ers like 15 yards. Twice in the last five minutes to lose by, what, 17? That was one of the worst bad beats of the year. Don't get me started. But I think we can get it back this week with these two plays right here, Dave. Thanks for bringing me back to the Texans when I was ready to fade them for the next five freaking years. All right. We are down to the final two picks of the regular season for our very first season of our NFL props spectacular. And it just makes sense that as we circle back around the very man who six months ago did not want to come on TV is the very man who now we cannot shut up. And we're here for Alex. Give me the final two plays of the regular season, big boy. Let's go. Yeah, it is surreal that this is the final week of the season. It has been so much fun. I want to sincerely thank all of the Sportsline viewers and the Sportsline family for making this truly a special season for me. Yeah, final two props. We're going with our guy. Uh, Coach talked about circling back. Austin Eckler, over 93 and a half combined rushing and receiving yards. Eckler has cleared this line in nine of 15 games this season, including last week versus Denver, where he handled 20 touches in a must-win game. And uh, he was also fresh off the COVID list as well. So you've typically seen guys kind of had their workloads scaled back coming off the COVID list. So yeah, he also combined for 145 yards against this same Las Vegas Raiders team when they played earlier this season, uh, went triple digits at rushing yards. Uh, this is a must-win must game for both Los Angeles and Las Vegas. This game's going to cut this game. Um, the players are going to are going to play out the entirety of the game, which is why this was flexed to prime time. This is arguably the most important game on the slate. Raiders are also ranked 23rd in DVOA. They're one of the biggest run funnels in the league. Opponents are averaging a minus 3% pass rate over expected and are shifting 4% to the run. Only the Chargers and the Panthers are more significant run funnels than this Raiders team. The Raiders aren't terrible. Um, against the run, but they rank fifth in pass rush grades and teams appear to be shifting to the run to mitigate their ability to generate pressure. The Raiders are also, uh, oops, I am on the wrong player. I apologize. Uh, it all sounded good to me though. (laughs) It's it's from this game. So it does make sense. Um, sorry. Give me just a second guy. So yeah, we are going Austin Eckler and take your time, take your time, take your time. time. We're going. No, that's the most important thing. Get it right. Get it right. Get it right. 
This game is in a dome. Weather won't be a factor. I think we'll see a very run-heavy game plan. 20 to 25 touch uh, workload from Eckler, who is the Chargers' best offensive skill position player. So, yeah, coupled with the fact Raiders are a bad run D and a run funnel, love this spot for Eckler to combine for over 93 and a half rushing and receiving yards. The final prop I have from this game is Mike Williams under four and a half receptions. Uh, He's only had five catches in three of his last 10 games after a really good start to the season. Over this 10-game sample, he's only averaging 6.1 targets uh, over the last 10 games as well. He will need to be hyper-efficient with his targets or receive a ton of volume, which is very unlikely with a player with his average depth of target coupled with his role in the offense. He's being primarily used as a deep threat for the Chargers. Um, Also, the Raiders are really good at limiting deep passes. They have only allowed they've allowed the fourth lowest rate of 15 plus yard passes. So they basically take away what Mike Williams strength is also lots of mouse to feeds on the chargers. The skill position players are very healthy. You've got Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, Justin Jackson, Josh Palmer, Jared cook, Jalen Guyton, lots of guys to compete with four targets. He only had four targets and one reception when these teams met back in week four, this is a tough matchup and just a big number for big Mike Williams. So I love fading him in this spot. Yeah, he's one of those guys that people love to still bet on because he has been very productive. But yet it's been it's kind of like when AJ Green, people are still playing him with the Cardinals early on and he was getting no touches. Same type scenario for uh Mike Williams. By the way, your prop with Eckler at Bet MGM is only 90 and a half right now. Let's let's so take that. That's great. Bang it right now because that's gonna shoot straight up probably in a matter of moments as soon as they figure out that uh, Alex gave that pick out. Uh, all right, let's circle back um, to the showdown bet. What do you want to do, Dave, with that? Well, the last time we had a showdown bet, we did the negotiations after the show, and I feel like we should do the negotiations live. On the show, okay. So that people get to see what it's like, and we don't have to talk about the monetary side. I think that's already been decided on. But earlier in the show, I was extremely uncomfortable with my top button buttoned on my <laughs> Oh no. Okay, okay. I like where this is going. I'm thinking the loser not only has to pay the winner, but they've got to show up to the first round of the playoffs. That player prop show dressed like Sia. Top button oh, locked in. Oh no. Oh no. You gotta act like you're going golfing with your buddies. <laughs> not one, not two, all the way. Top three buttons locked in the mm. whole show. Do you have a colored shirt, Alex? <laughs> I, I could find one, and I am uh, more than game for this. I would prefer to make it where Dave has to dress like me, and I will dress like Dave. But I am also more than game to do the SIA as well. Okay, that's an interesting counter uh, proposal. How do you feel about that, Dave? What does that mean, dressing like you? Because what, you're just in a hoodie right now? You're going to well, have gotta- to get some tattoos, Dave. You're going to have to let the hair down. You have to put on a. Uh, oh, get it out. I'll be honest. I'll be honest with you, Alex. I like. I want to see him in a golf shirt more than I want to see. Him okay, like you we'll, right do now. we'll do the C a bet. We'll do the C a bet. Plus, see I want to see. I want to see you in a golf shirt too. To be honest with you, if you lose, all right. So it's going to be the monetary, which we normal our normal bet size in our showdown, and the loser has to dress like Sia 
on our wild card edition of our props spectacular. I also love the idea of getting Sia in for this show as well. I love when Sia joined us. So if we're all dressing like him or Dave or I are potentially dressing like him, it would be great to also have the man, the myth, the legend on the show as well. I I happen I happen to know a guy who knows a guy who knows Sia and I will reach out to his agent and see if we can work something out to get him on the show next week. Uh, and the bosses just texted me. Can't make it up. And they said, I think we will be able to get CEO on. We've worked it out in the budget. So I just got a text that said that. So I think we'll be four wide next week. No promises. All right. We're up against it. Grab your paper. Grab your pencil. Here is the recap. Courtesy of the driller who's on the ones and the twos. And it is glorious. Take a look at the recap. Now, I know some of you out there made the mistake early on in the season of going, I'm just going to watch later on demand. Fast forward to the end and just take the guy's picks and put them in. I don't have to spend the time listening to the information. All of those people that used to do that, they are gone. They are gone because those numbers were gone by then. And also they were playing them and they were losing hashtag. It pays to watch live. Take it all in. There you go. I'm not going to repeat them all. I don't need to. You all did that for the last hour. All right. Don't forget. We'll be back here. Twitter spaces on Saturday, one hour before every single game before the Chiefs and the Broncos, before the late game as well. Two one-hour shows in on Sunday. We have three big shows, 10 a.m. Eastern time, noon Eastern time, and 7.20 Eastern time. We got you covered top to bottom for week 18. Turn on those notifications so you don't miss out on any content, and I don't have to go off on you because heel coach is my favorite coach. All right? There's only one thing left to do. And you all know what that is. I want you to have a great weekend. Be smart. Pay it forward. Be kind. And you've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these prop tickets straight to the pay window. For my entire crew, Uncle Dave, prop stars, and the jeweler who puts it all together here at the brand. I am the coach. There's only one place you need to come. Seven days a week, 365. We educate. And damn it, we entertain too. Right here on the Early Edge. Good luck. <laughs> 